This episode of Relativity is made possible through the support of Stephen and Catherine Farris, Ryan Farwold, Bill Cariola, and Michael W. McClure. And by listeners like you who support us through Patreon. Learn how you can support this series and get exclusive content by visiting patreon.com slash relativity. Get even more information about relativity at relativitypodcast.com. This is one of those places where the GSA did the experiments. You are not seriously suggesting we do this to Sybil. Mama, if we don't do it, she will die. She will go insane and then she will die. You know she will. There must be some other way. There is not. And time is running out and that's why I called. I have people here who are getting the cryo chamber ready. I'm coming home now and together you and I will bring her back here. No! And then we will seal her into the cryo chamber so that Sybil will have a chance to live. Relativity. Episode 27 in which normal sleep cycles are disturbed. We will do no such thing. I will not allow it. We can't debate this. We just don't have time for you to have a major shift in perspective. There must be another way. There must! Here are the facts. Sybil has contracted the sal virus. It is 100% fatal. When she enters into the next phase, she will be in pain, and she will no longer know who we are. It may be different with her. Different than every other case on Earth? Mama! I will not give up hope. The hope for her is in the future. If she goes into cryo now, before the virus has a chance to damage her brain, she can sleep until the cure is found. And then she can be revived, treated, and will live the rest of her life as a healthy and sane person. And when does she live this life? In the 22nd century? Unless there's some unexpected breakthrough in the next few years. Yes. I cannot live that long, Sophia. Maybe when your sister wakes up, you will be dead too. Or will be her family. She'll be alive, Mama. She'll be physically 18, 19 years old, and she'll have her whole life ahead of her. What kind of life? You think the world is going to cool off and ocean levels will go back down? You believe there will still be anyone left alive 30 years from now? I don't know that. Nobody knows that. But we have to believe it's better than letting her die now in agony and insanity. Those are the facts. This is the reality. I've called for a car and should be home in 20 minutes. This is the time to use those drops her doctor gave us for an emergency. Sophia, that is not sleep. That is only unconsciousness. And they take about 15 minutes to work, so give them to her now, so she'll be out when I get home. Sophia! I'm, I'm begging you. Just do this. I promise you, once you've had time to think about it, agree this is the best, most loving thing we can do for her. I'll see you in 20 minutes. Cognac, need a mission control. Marcus, good to hear your voice. Dr. Mason, we thought you were asleep. I woke up. Can you put Sophia on the line? The flight director is not on this rotation. Perhaps I can help you? Not on this... Wow, I've never heard that before. Even the flight director doesn't stay on duty 24 hours a day. Somehow I really thought she did. She strives to give that impression. Well, she and I were talking a little while ago, and I said there was something I needed to ask her, but I couldn't remember it. And now you remember. It woke me out of a deep sleep. And look, maybe you know the answer, and we don't have to bother Sophia with this at all. That might be best. Okay, uh, I'm sure you know by now that I've learned it was my my buddy, my lab partner, Peter Miblin, who planted that explosive device that nearly blew up the ship. 
we received that from your computer. Yeah, well, it's all still very mysterious, and I have the opportunity to find out more, but get this. Before she died, Captain Sedona put a lock on Peter's personal data files, his, his journal entries, his bio data, his, the routine tracking of his location on the ship, everything. Wow. Any idea on why she did that? Not really, no, but because she was the captain, when she put a password on something, it's locked in a way that nobody else on board can unlock. I do believe it is technically possible for us to override that from here. Yeah, that's what I was hoping you'd say. But it would almost certainly have to be done by the flight director. Yeah, I see that. Okay, uh, you don't call her flight director all the time, do you? Good morning, flight director. Those are some cute shoes, flight director. You know. We do tend to address each other by titles here. Yeah, but she calls you Marcus. I've heard her. That may be due to my having multiple assignments. Oh, your, your job title is too long to say now. More or less. Uh, well, that could be it. it. It could also be that she feels closer to you than that. Or maybe you're past the formal stage, you know, at least in private. I'll find out if there's a remote override for command passcodes. Marcus, if you figure out how to do this without having to bother the flight director, the flight director will be very pleased and impressed. I mentioned it in case that's something you're interested in. Well, thank you. That's certainly something to consider. And I'm going back to sleep now. Wake me if something amazing happens. Mama? Mama? Look at her. So peaceful. She looked like that as a baby when she was sleeping. I remember. Papa would look at her sleeping and say, Fairy Princess. He did. So you gave her the drops? I did. I gave them to her. I really didn't think you would. You gave me time to think, Lipschind. It really is the only way. And if you believe in this, believe it strongly enough to do it like this, it must truly be the only way. Thank you, Mama. It means so much to me that you understand. Sophia, no one on Earth loves you and admires you more than your mother. And I know, when you make up your mind that something must be done, it is because that thing is the truth, and it is right. I do believe I've considered every possible aspect of this decision, and maybe I've wasted time trying to decide, but you agree that we have to do this, and that she would only fight us if we asked her consent. I hate it. I hate everything about this. But I cannot deny the facts. There is nothing in the world that will save her. And if we ask her what she wants, she will choose to fight with her sickness, and then she will be dead. You'll help me be strong, right? And I'll help you? Of course. Because the moment is still coming. When we put her in the machine and start it running, and then there will be no way to turn back. We'll just have to live with what we've done, and... I will be as strong in that moment as I can. Was it hard to... How did you do it? I was sitting beside her bed, trying to think of what to say, and then she looked at me and asked for a drink of water. Oh, that's perfect. I'm so glad. I put the drops in her water, and I brought the cup to her, and she drank it all and smiled. She smiled at me. I told her, I said... We're going to take care of you. And she let out a long sigh, as if she could finally rest. Thank you, Mama. 
Okay, if I do this right, I can get straight to the ship's AI without disturbing Dr. Mason. Yeah, I think that's it. Mission Control to Kenyatsini Central Computer. Central Computer responding. Central Computer, I need all the files you have that were secured by the late Captain Sadana. Please identify yourself. Marcus Dupree, Data Specialist 1. Voice match confirmed. Let's begin with your giving me the MCOP for this vessel. Okay, the what? The MCOP, or Master Control Override Password. I can't override any order given by the captain without it. Hmm, I thought it was worth a try. So is the MCOP something the flight director would have? I'm afraid not. Who has the MCOP, if the flight director doesn't know it? The Master Control Override Passwords for all of the ships in the current mission are known only to the members of the Global Space Agency Board of Directors. That's only 11 people. I did not create the policy, Marcus. I am merely reporting on its results. Oh no, I get that. But how am I going to get to the MCOP when there's only 11 people in the world who know it? And they're all in Geneva or someplace like that. I will connect you with the office of the director. Wait, the director? Of the agency? I will have that connection for you in a few seconds. Please stand by. Wait, wait, wait. I can't talk to the director. But he is one of the people who has the password. I know, but I'm just... I mean, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm just the guy who works on the computers. I'm not anybody who talks to the director of the Global Space Agency. Of course you are. Every member of the GSA team worldwide and in space is valuable and deserving of respect. I'm just saying, I didn't ask anybody if I should even make this call. The flight director is not here. This is the GSA Central Network. If you know the number of the party you are trying to reach... Override. A direct secure link from Mission Control Arecibo to the office of the director is required. Understood. Connecting to the office of the director. Uh, computer, listen. Uh, maybe this is not such a good idea. Office of the director. This is the central computer of GSA vessel Konyechny, connecting an urgent call from Mission Control Arecibo to the GSA director. The director is not available. That's fine. Uh, we'll just let it go. Uh, thank you for your time. If the deputy director is available, please connect us with him. The deputy director is available. Connecting now. I don't believe this. Fitzlanger. Mr. Fitzlanger, this is a priority call from Mission Control Arecibo. Thank you. Who am I talking with? Uh, Marcus Dupree, sir. I'm the, um, I'm Data Specialist 1 and assist of the Kenyeshni mission. Oh, God. What's happened now? Oh, nothing mechanical, sir. No new disasters or anything. It's just a technical thing this time. A computer thing. What sort of computer thing? We need to retrieve some data from the files that are locked under the captain's top password. Oh, so you need the override code. Okay. You ready to write this down? Uh, yes, absolutely. It's Lakshmi. Wait, just the name Lakshmi? That's it. Simple password, right? Apparently the captain's mother's name. Why would someone use such a simple and transparent password? Look, Marcus, right? Captain Sedona chose a password that was pretty obvious because whoever used it would have to get it right the first time. And she figured it would probably never be needed. And on a mission that was supposed to go on for 20 years or more, it had to be something she would never forget. I understand. Um, it just seems strange to me. You sound like you don't believe me. Honestly, sir, I did not even expect you to actually give it to me. Figured uh, I'd have to run a security check on you. Yeah, something like that. Marcus, um, is your flight director available? I expect there any minute. Just you and me, huh? Well, 
Anakin yes, and he sent your computer. Right. So we're on the secure line. That's right. Well, hell, what difference does it make now? Look, a lot of the security concerns we used to have, they're just not... It's ancient history. We simply don't need that kind of thing anymore. I don't understand. You people do great work. All of you. Everybody at the Mission Control Centers around the world. But the nations that invested in the Global Space Agency, you have to understand the strain this venture has been on them. The money. The materials. The manpower. What exactly are you saying? Well, look. possibility that we'll have to phase out all mission control operations. Relativity, episode 27, in which normal sleep cycles are disturbed, starred Alana Jordan and Lee Shackelford, who also wrote the script. Also heard in this episode were Clarence Brown as Marcus, Stephanie Lindsay as Marta, and Scott Woodard as Deputy Director Fitzlanger. Find out much more about the series, including ways you can subscribe, hear past episodes, like us on social media, and get exclusive content, all on our website at relativitypodcast.com. Relativity.